Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual stroll through the hills today and we thought we'd do the next episode in the Lao Tzu series, chapter 61. Uh, We've just been reading over it and we have both agreed this is our very, very least favourite out of everything (laughs) he's written. And uh, been speculating if (laughs) who the hell wrote this. (laughs) We were saying that uh, maybe as uh, Lao Tzu was riding through the the gate off into Tibet, being a bit miffed at having to stay and write the sodding book, the soldiers who'd made him write it took a look and thought, oh, it's a bit, a bit short. It's a bit short, this, isn't it? Yeah, we need yeah. a few more pages. And they just, um, they just decided to own. write something that was quite sort of Lao Tzu-ish and just shoved it in there because yeah. this is like, <laughs> if you're in a bookstore, bookshop and... Um, he picked up the Tao Te Ching off the shelf, thinking, oh, you know, I've heard some good things about this book. Let's have a little look. And you just randomly flicked open and landed on this page and read this. You would put the book back and walk away. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to do our best with it. Yes. Well, maybe there's something we're not getting because <laughs> we're deep, deeply ignorant, you know. Yeah, and, and, and after all this, this, this great venerable work, we, we, we're supposed to like buy every syllable. Yeah. I mean, there is an idea abroad that that's what, that that's what you do with scriptures, inverted commas, you know. And I, 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 I don't think we should take an uncritical attitude to anything whatsoever. Apply your Vivek. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your discriminative I mean, to, to be honest, I think probably what's going on here is the translation's probably... Yeah, I have looked Pants. at another one, and it was it was even more intractable, really. This, yeah. Th- this, there's enough liberties been taken here for us to be able to do something with it. But... Well, anyway, let's read it out, and then you can you can see what we mean. Chapter sixty-one. A great country is like a low-lying estuary. It is a place where all the lesser streams mingle and merge. Everything comes together there. And a woman wins her man. How does she do it? By using the power of her yin like an anchor. A still, deep bowl into which it all flows. This is passiveness. So if a great country takes a low place, it wins over the trust of a small estate. And if a small country shows humility, it wins the trust of a whole nation. And it's like this. Those who want to win must yield. And those who are yielding should stay where they are. A great country needs to grow. A small one needs protection. That way, everyone gets what they want. When the greater learns to be below. Well, I wouldn't mind if the uh, US government uh, actually took took that to heart. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is a truth in that, in, in, in it, that great hegemonic powers... Like it or not, do have an effect on the the, the, the neighbouring countries, especially if they're smaller. I mean, we we should be acutely aware of that in these times, you know, and and because we live in in, in a globalised world, every country is every country's neighbour. Well, I suppose, you know, yeah, just backtracking a little bit, Lao Tzu's on about politics again. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
But he, 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 you know, to be to be fair, there is a recommendation recommendation here of of, of the soft touch that that he wants humans to employ in all affairs. You know, we we should make use of the possibilities of, of, of passiveness or of yin. You know, of receptivity. Over and against the possibilities of aggression. So he's, he's once again making that case, you know, and he, he, perhaps in, in the original um, old Mandarin or whatever it's written in this, you know, it might it might have made more sort of... been just a bit less sexist. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, what, 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 I'm not sure what the social arrangements were at that time. It seems like there was pretty confusion, you know, which, of course, is the patriarchal family, is the unit. You know, uh, of Confucianism, and, and Lao Tzu is a great critic of Confucian, Confucianism. The whole thing, in many ways, it, it, it launches off from a repudiation of of the stiffness, you know, and the squareness of Confucianism in, 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 into something more hippie, more spontaneous, more flowing. Le, le, you know, less 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 obvious. You know, even the sheep hate this chapter. Even the sheep, even the sheep hate it. I don't want to hear about this one. But but that that is, I mean, that is a good message. You know, and we do see, yeah, that we we have a global hegemon. hegemon. We have a great state into which everything flows, <laughs> just as he describes. I mean, Yanis Varoufakis described. Wall Street and, and, and the you know the American economy is um, <laughs> is the global minotaur. Wrote a book called The Global Minotaur, and it's uh, because the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency, though not for long, which is what the war in Ukraine is about. Ultimately, it's about the dethroning of the God Almighty dollar as the as the, the instrument of US hegemony. But while the dollar is the global reserve currency, all the world trade flows through Wall Street. And of course all the people, you know, in, in commodities, in oil, in grain, in in minerals and all the rest of it. Weapons of course. Everything that flows through, through Wall Street, you know, there is, uh, there's a fee paid to a bank somewhere or a broker somewhere or a, or a futures trader or something. There are people taking fees, you know. So everything flows into the US, but it doesn't have a, have a, have a, um, a good outcome, as Lao Tzu says, uh, this kind of scenario should. Well, I suppose, and you would argue, well, it's because they're not passive enough. They're just much, much too interfering, much too crass. And they do. They, they bang around the planet in their obnail boots with the subtlety of a, a pissed-up rhinoceros. What was that film with the puppets? Was it called Team America World Police? Yeah. If you haven't it. seen that film, you've really got to watch it. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So maybe Lao Tzu's schema would work if they could be a bit less... Well, just absolutely crass, you know, absolutely fucking crass and insensitive. 
even now, as a very large and very wealthy wealthy country, they are bound to have an impact on on neighbours. And of course, everybody is your neighbour in the modern world. So it's not it's not wholly um, uh, useless, and and perhaps the use of, of a metaphor of femininity, you know, and of of uh, vaginal capacity. <laughs> um, as somehow like taming the, the the savage beast of the of the rampant erect phallus. It might come across a bit better in the, in old Mandarin and, and, and actually work as a metaphor. And it is it is kind of cer- certainly true that, that yeah, men heterosexual men are generally a bit Karma for a short period of time after they've uh, d- done the biological thing with 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 with, with women <laughs> for a few minutes. So politely put there. Yeah. So uh, y- you know, th- there's a metaphor there that c- that could have been handled a bit differently, and it's a bit unfortunate that that metaphor landed in times where suddenly the meaning of all the terms has been upended. From what it's uh, from the way in which it's been configured for the last thousand years or so in the West, certainly. So it might be that some of the difficulties with this this passage are down to us, mm-hmm. rather than down to him, you know. So there is something there, but I know what I, I know what I wish, you know. I wish that these great countries would. Uh, be a bit more passive, be a bit less aggressive, be a bit less interplaying the fucking hegemon. Yeah. I can see why they do it. Everybody's caught up in it. It's an arms race. Mm. It's like if they don't do it, somebody else will. Let's go to this kind of scenario, isn't it? Mm. You know. We'd better build an atom bomb in case they build one. And then that'll stop them from nuking us. Otherwise, they might nuke us. You know. So there's all that whole kind of sorry business. I suppose a lout who might might in a roundabout way be putting all that down to sort of phallic aggression. You know, <laughs> that's in need of of, of of the pacifying effect of mm, orgasm. <laughs> so maybe maybe we're on uh, Wilhelm Reich territory. Here, you know that. That fascism and war is all caused by like a sexually dysfunctional society. Mm. You know, the mass psychology of fascism is sexual repression, according to Wilhelm Rock. Now, he was he was a nutcase and a crank who, who died in prison um, and spent the last years of his life trying to signal to the aliens through these kind of like tubes, you know, and and and, and trying to get trying to produce rain with a, with a sort of a, a ray gun thing that he built in his back garden. It was a bit of a crackpot. But ne- ne- nevertheless, is, is a crackpot who repays some, some reading, you know. Even though you have to get round the kind of crackness of it. Well, this thing is that, this you know, f- f- bottled up phallic aggression equals fascism. Mm. And I think, this, I think there is, like, a grain of truth in that. However, for, well, for, it wouldn't help. Wouldn't help, would it? You know. 
could see how it would make it worse. If you were that way inclined already. Yeah. My glove, not war. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what he means. My glove, not war. We certainly recommend that. See a little girl go for a walk up the hill. She got her, like a gold on my handbag. Oh. And you have a look. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Nice, isn't it? Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? It's hot, though. It's hot, though. take your jumper off. She got a little gold on my handbag. It's her thing, obviously. It's her prized possession at the moment. So that's my most charitable take on that thing. Well, it's fair enough. At least you were able to have a take on it. I read it and couldn't really... Uh... No. <laughs> I had nothing, so well done. Yeah, well, we shouldn't expect it to be even. Uh, and we shouldn't expect that we're going to kind of resonate with, with all of it. And we shouldn't expect that anything, however... Sacrosanct is, is beyond criticism or you know cri critical appraisal for, it, for its truth and its worth and its coherence and for its practicality and so forth and I suppose one of the things get, get uh, annoys me <laughs> which is like a lot of things these days now, <laughs> now I'm a grumpy old git but one of them is 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 that is that rever reverence for for books? You know, there is no holy book as far as I'm concerned. You know, no holy book. They shouldn't be criticised in any way whatsoever. No, certainly. Even not, though yeah. some places you will be killed for suggesting such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or even suggesting that that what the, the way people have understood something in a sacred book is is perhaps open to another interpretation, perhaps a better one. Perhaps a more useful one, perhaps a more humane one, perhaps a more ethical one, perhaps a more sensible one. You know, you're not allowed to kind of say, to say this, you know. And this, this is holding the human project up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I would say I've, I've, due, I've due respect for, for, for the productions of, of, of human culture, you know. But don't, don't think, because... They belong to somebody else's culture. You're not allowed to say anything about it. And we get this as well, you know. So you're not a Muslim, you can't say anything. You know. Or whatever it might be. Mm. Well, actually, you can, you know. Especially when people are attempting to influence the world. With the their, harming of the people. With, with, their, with their dogmatism around a particular book or a particular set of doctrines or whatever it might be. Or the utterances of this or that guru, you know. So I have due, due respect, but do not put your critical faculty in the cupboard. Otherwise, you end up defending things like female genital mutilation on the grounds that it's somebody's cultural practice mm. and it's hallowed and it's ancient, therefore, should be allowed to continue. That, that, you know, that, that there is no way because you do not inhabit that culture of appraising what has gone on there, and there is, 
you can say is this for life or against life. Now that involves you in some kind of fairly fairly tricky evaluations, but at least they're doable. They're contemplations that you can have. You can think about some young girl being being held down and having a, a, a vagina mutilated with a razor blade or a broken bottle. And you can say is this for life or against life? And I think you can come up with an, an answer that's totally rational. And that you can enumerate the ways it's against life and you can enumerate the ways it's for life. And you can come to a conclusion, you can weigh against each other and come to a conclusion. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's doable. And I keep promising to explain to people all the intricacies and ins and outs of this. Even though I know I'll be on a hiding to nothing. Because I find even the simplest thing that I say gets understood by other people in, as, as almost the opposite of what I intend. And I, and, and I think I'm sort of unusually good at, at precise expression. And I still get into that kind of trouble. So what's happening to everybody else? Everybody's talking <laughs> Lots past everybody. Misunderstanding. Ev- is everybody talking past everybody, basically? <laughs> is that what's going on? I mean, sometimes I feel that. I watch people having a conversation in the street and they're, they're talking past each other. They're not even talking about the same topic very often. You should listen to that. It's very amu- amusing, yeah. you know. It's also tragic. That's probably how we get wars, really. It's, it's also tragic. Well, it's like, yeah, it's... it's it, yeah, I think wars, wars are a bit darker than... than, than, than uh, mere, it's like on a much bigger scale. Well, it's yeah. much darker than mere misunderstanding in, yeah. intrinsically, I think, even though I think... You, you, you can have accidental wars, which is the terrifying thing. Yeah, but they World could War One was like a fucking accident. Mixed in there just to make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still nobody knows exactly why Putin's gone into fucking <laughs> into Ukraine in the manner that, that he has, you know. And that's why there's endless fucking speculation about it, you know, and it could be somewhat entirely different. Even though I think you always have to follow the money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's always clarifies. It might not give you any kind of like final causalities and things, but it clarifies immediately. You stop following the money, you get cla- you get some you, you get like a light shining on, on what's going on. And Lao Tzu's probably talking about some very local political event, you know, to do with the warring states and one of them perhaps starting to arrive at some sort of predominance and maybe he's urging the ruler of that superior state or militarily strongest state, you know, to cool it a bit, you know, and to give everybody a chance to fucking settle down. <laughs> and this, is, this, this is, is a possibility that's in there. I mean, we rejected it. It might be the best... It might be the best. It might be the best passage in the entire book for all, for, for, from somebody else's point of view, you know. But for me, I was thinking, yeah, well, come on, dude, come on. <laughs> oh well, that's the uh, the best we can do with it for today. I would say. Well, I think it's jolly good and inspiring. You should be inspired. So, thanks for coming on this this walk with us on this really rather sunny and delightful day here in Wales. And we'll speak to you soon. Make knowledge great again.